Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Breaking news tonight as we come on the air. Intelligence officials tell Congress Russia is at it again. Is Vladimir Putin trying to get President Trump reelected? What we're learning tonight as the president berates his intelligence chief. Sentenced to prison, a federal judge orders President Trump's longtime friend and political advisor to serve hard time. So why is the president now saying Roger Stone has a good chance of being exonerated? Damage control. After a bruising debate, Michael Bloomberg goes on the attack against Bernie Sanders as his campaign tries to regroup. Plus, the candidates now cashing in on their night in Las Vegas. Inside the fight against coronavirus, as more Americans are released from federal quarantine, we go inside the isolation zone. What life is like for patients here in the U.S. with the deadly virus. Rescued from an inferno, truck loaded with jet fuel slams into a guardrail, exploding on a busy interstate. Tonight, the daring move by strangers to save the driver. Emergency landing, flames spew from the back of a plane as it slams into the runway at Daytona Beach, shutting down the airport. The late details tonight. Urgent recall, nearly six million water bottles pulled from the shelves, the hazard that could put your child at risk. Stroke of inspiration. How an artist is using her unique talent to tell the story of the person who inspired her. And fertility breakthrough, a new innovation that could help women with cancer have children, even after treatment. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news because CBS News has learned that the U.S. intelligence community believes Vladimir Putin is at it again, trying to interfere in this year's presidential campaign. Sources say the official responsible for overseeing election security told members of Congress in a top secret briefing that Russia is actively working to get President Trump reelected. Now, the new intelligence is bound to open old wounds less than a year after Robert Mueller finished his investigation of Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Major Garrett has the new reporting tonight. 
Sources tell CBS News President Trump was furious when he found out about the classified briefing on Russian election interference. He was not informed the House briefing would take place and, according to one senior administration official, blew his stack and repeatedly used an expletive. The briefing to the House Intelligence Committee took place on February 13th. The director of national intelligence's top staffer on election security, Shelby Pearson, told lawmakers Russia is working to help President Trump get reelected. However, sources say there was intense bipartisan pushback on her assertions and questions about the strength of the evidence. The intelligence community concluded in 2016 that Russia had meddled in the presidential election to candidate Trump's benefit, and it has been on guard about renewed efforts this year. We certainly are seeing uh, and, and have never stopped seeing really since 2016 uh, efforts to engage in malign foreign influence by the Russians. There are also reports tonight the president berated his acting DNI, Joseph McGuire, and just yesterday, President Trump announced he was naming his ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell, as the new acting director of the National Intelligence Agency. It's unclear, Nora, if this move on Grinnell is related to the president's anger about this intelligence assessment and assertion. All right, Major, thank you. The other big news tonight, Roger Stone, the longtime advisor to President Trump, has been sentenced to three years and four months in prison. A federal judge called Stone's lies to Congress a threat to democracy. But late today, the president hinted at a pardon, saying Stone's conviction on seven felony counts isn't fair. We have two reports. Weijia Zhang is at the White House, but let's go first to Jeff Begay's at the federal courthouse in Washington. Jeff? Nor that sentencing was really extraordinary. During the two and a half hour hearing, the judge repeatedly scolded Roger Stone for witness tampering and lying to Congress. Always ready for the cameras, Roger Stone smiled as he left court today, but inside he was silent and emotionless as Judge Amy Berman Jackson handed down the 40 month sentence. Jackson, who had been pressured by the president on Twitter to go easy on Stone, said the longtime presidential friend was prosecuted not for standing up for the president, but for covering up for the president. Politics in America is a contact sport. Stone told us last year he liked being known as a dirty trickster. For decades, he was one of the most colorful political operatives in America and the first to convince Trump he could win the presidency. I actually have uh, communicated with Assange. But the candidate fired Stone in 2015, and his alleged involvement with WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, who'd obtained stolen Democratic Party emails, got him wrapped up in the Mueller investigation. Lock him up! And led to his eventual downfall. Jeff Begay's CBS News, Washington. I'm Weijia Jang at the White House. President Trump told an audience of ex-convicts in Colorado they would understand better than anyone that Roger Stone deserves a second chance. And I'm following this very closely, and I want to see it play out to its fullest because Roger has a very good chance of exoneration, in my opinion. The president stopped short of granting a pardon to his longtime advisor, who has reportedly told friends he would like one. Senator Lindsey Graham, one of Mr. Trump's fiercest allies, said the president has all the legal authority in the world to review this case in terms of commuting the sentence or pardoning Mr. Stone. Just two days ago, President Trump granted 11 people the clemency that would set Stone free. At some point, I'll make a determination. But Roger Stone and everybody has to be treated fairly. 
And this has not been a fair process. House Democrat Adam Schiff, who led the effort to impeach President Trump, said Roger Stone committed crimes linked to the Russia investigation to protect the president and that pardoning Stone would be a, quote, breathtaking act of corruption. Nora. All right, Weijia, thank you. Mike Bloomberg is fighting back after a rough outing in last night's Democratic debate. Rivals took turns bashing him over his record as a mayor and businessman. Today, Bloomberg said all the infighting leaves only one real winner. President Trump Ed O'Keefe is on the campaign trail in Las Vegas. How do you think you did last night, Mr. Mayor? I'm fine, thank you. After a bruising debate night, Mike Bloomberg flew to the Super Tuesday state of Utah to regain his footing, attacking the Democratic frontrunner, Senator Bernie Sanders. I worry that we may very well be on the way to nominating somebody who cannot win in November. The Sanders team tells us the debate didn't change the state of the race, as Bloomberg's campaign and other moderate Democrats warn time is running out to prevent the self-described Democratic Socialist from racking up so many delegates that he can't be beat. This election is just too important. The stakes are too high, and we cannot afford to get it wrong. But some fellow Democrats don't think Bloomberg is the right guy either, especially after a debate where he had to defend his wealth and business practices. We have a very few non-disclosure agreements. How, how many is Let me that? finish. How many is that? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. Senator Elizabeth Warren spent much of last night on the attack and was back at it again today. Of all the people standing on that stage, he is the riskiest one for the Democrats. The infighting comes as polls from some key swing states find all of the Democrats on stage last night would defeat President Trump in Michigan and Pennsylvania. But the president would beat all of them in Wisconsin. For his part, Mr. Trump seems focused on Bloomberg, making him the top target of his Twitter feed. And Ed joins us now from Las Vegas. And Ed, what are you hearing from the Bloomberg campaign about that performance last night? Well, even some members of his team admit, Nora, that he took some hits last night, and he's not going to be seen in public again until next Tuesday's debate, spending the next few days on rehearsal. Meanwhile, two other notable things from Sanders and Warren. Their campaigns say they both had huge fundraising nights, raising seven figures in the hours after the debate. Nora. All right, Ed, thank you. And there's a lot more for the candidates to debate. So a reminder, Gail King and I will be in Charleston, South Carolina, moderating that next presidential Democratic debate. As Ed mentioned, that's Tuesday night, beginning at 8 Eastern, right here on CBS. Fears about the economic impact of coronavirus shook Wall Street today. The Dow, Nasdaq, and S&P 500 all posted losses for the day. More than 2,200 people have died from the virus, mostly in China, home to the world's second largest economy. Those are new numbers tonight. Carter Evans now with an update on a new group of Americans just out of quarantine. The latest American evacuees released from federal quarantine were bused to airports in California. Yeah, I'm good to go, so I'm just excited to go back to work. And Nebraska. And, and, and the really, really important thing to know is that these people pose no health threat to their communities. But many more are still in quarantine or a biocontainment unit for those who have the virus. Here's a look inside the Nebraska facility where 13 people are being treated. It was previously used for Ebola patients. We left from Tokyo. Jerry Larson Jorgensen is infected and in medical isolation in Japan. She was a passenger on the Diamond Princess and just found out her saga will continue even after she's virus free. When I get out of the hospital, I will start the 14 day quarantine 
all over again. As the rest of the passengers are released from quarantine on the ship, we're learning about the first deaths from the cruise. A man and a woman in their 80s died in the hospital. And today in China, heartbreaking video showing the wife of a hospital medical director in Wuhan who died from the virus chasing the hearse with her husband's body. And here in California, 13 people who either have the virus or have symptoms are being treated in area hospitals. And tonight, a medical center in Spokane, Washington, confirms it's now treating four evacuees from Travis Air Force Base just outside San Francisco. Nora? New developments every day on this story, Carter. Thank you. There was a daring rescue today on an Indiana highway with flames all around them. Good Samaritans pulled a driver out of his truck after it flipped and caught fire. Adriana Diaz has all the details. As flames and black smoke engulfed the interstate on the east side of Indianapolis, fire crews raced to the scene. The overturn semi is actually on the bridge right over top of 70. The tanker, carrying an estimated 4,000 gallons of jet fuel, overturned just before 2 p.m. when the driver crossed the overpass and hit the guardrail, forcing the tanker to flip over, split open, and explode. The tank looks like it's ruptured. Once that tanker opened up and caught fire, the fuel actually traveled back on both sides of the bridge. Three Good Samaritans ran toward the wall of fire and rescued the driver before the explosion. Without question, those Good Samaritans saved this driver's life. Alive, but in critical condition with serious burns. The fire is out, but the wreckage remains. Adriana Diaz, CBS News. Tonight, German Chancellor Angela Merkel is blaming what she calls the poison of racism for a deadly terror attack near Frankfurt. A gunman killed nine strangers, mostly immigrants, last night before killing his mother and himself. Investigators say he posted a video filled with conspiracy theories and left a manifesto calling for the purification of Germany. Tonight, we want to tell you about some new hope for cancer patients who wish to have a baby. A 34-year-old cancer survivor has become the first to give birth through a rare type of fertility treatment. Meg Oliver has more on what's being called a breakthrough in reproductive science. You could see, like, on my neck. Last year, days before her 23rd birthday, Roshni Kampta was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. I just couldn't believe that it was happening. Does breast cancer run in your family? No. In addition to the cancer shock, Campta only had days to freeze her eggs before chemotherapy could start. She spent almost two weeks stimulating her eggs for retrieval. I just wanted, like, more time to, like, think. It's a conversation going beyond doctor's offices and into primetime storylines. I've always imagined that one day I'd be a mom. This week, a French doctor announced they skipped a step using a technique called in vitro maturation, or IVM. In a first-of-its-kind case, a baby was born through IVM and egg freezing to a mother left infertile from cancer. I think this is very exciting news, this report. Um, whatever we can do to make things simpler for our patients. Compared to IVM, the standard technique of removing mature eggs has had a much higher success rate. IVM doesn't require hormone stimulation. Doctors remove immature eggs and let them mature in a lab before freezing them. They can be implanted years later. Would that have been a good option to be able to consider? Yeah, like, yeah, that would have been like 
awesome to like do because like I didn't even know if I was doing the shots right. There are only a handful of clinics in the world offering IVM, which is still considered experimental. Meg Oliver, CBS News, New York. Tonight, a paraglider is safe and sound after getting tangled up in live wires north of Sacramento, California. Jonathan Vigliotti now on the delicate and lengthy effort to get him out. This is the last spot a paraglider wants to land, dangling face down 30 feet above the ground, trapped in high voltage transmission lines. Rescuers had to take extreme precautions. The difficulty was making sure that the lines were de-energized to make sure that our firefighters were safe. Turning off the electricity and plunging more than 6,000 residents into darkness. Then the delicate challenge, safely extracting the man from his broken wings. Down below, a growing crowd, growing concerned. Oh my God, there's a paramotor is stuck in the power lines over here. I think we're all just rooting for him to get down safely. The unidentified paraglider was on a training flight in Northern California when a wrong turn in the sky led to this tangled mess. Three excruciating hours later, he was finally lowered into a rescue bucket, still looking a bit airsick. Once on the ground, a thumbs up from a man grateful to get down. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News, Los Angeles. Those are terrific first responders. There are warnings of whiteout conditions tonight in parts of North Carolina and Virginia, even along the coast where it rarely snows. Some areas could get up to six inches, and that would give North Carolina more snow this season than New York City or Philadelphia. A frightening landing today at Florida's Daytona International Airport. A private jet, a Cessna Citation Mustang, made a hard landing and left a trail of flames as it skidded down the runway. The FAA is investigating why the plane's landing gear wasn't down. The fire was quickly put out and no one was hurt. There is an urgent recall tonight on nearly six million children's water bottles. Contigo has recalled its kids' cleanable water bottles, saying the spout can detach, posing a choking hazard. There have been hundreds of complaints, and the spouts have become stuck in the mouths of more than two dozen children. The company is offering free replacement bottles. Victoria's Secret, the retail pioneer known for its lingerie and flashy runway fashion shows has been sold. The company's current owner, L Brands, says a private equity firm will buy a controlling interest for about $525 million. Analysts say slumping sales and allegations of misconduct by ownership led to the sale. A struggling museum just got some much needed help from an unexpected source, a young woman from far away who brought a unique gift to the project. Here's Janet Chamlian. The drawings of Jessica Jewett are intricate, rich with detail. I actually started drawing before I knew how to read and write. This is how I work. Jewett was born with a rare birth defect. She's a quadriplegic who paints and draws with her mouth. That's phenomenal. Thank you. The 38-year-old history buff is on a mission to memorialize Civil War hero General Joshua Chamberlain. What is it about him that inspires you? He got shot through the pelvis and it was in such a way that it debilitated him for the rest of his life. But he was still able to become governor of Maine and president of Bowdoin College. But when Jewett visited Chamberlain's 200-year-old home-turned museum in Maine, its freight condition was less than inspiring. 
Financially, I'm not able to make donations, but what I can do is turn my skills into something useful for the museum. Jewett spent weeks drawing Chamberlain's home. In only an hour, the sketch sold on her website. Prints are going fast, too. She's giving every dollar to the museum to help with restorations. Its caretakers are overwhelmed by her gift. She is not letting it stop her, just like Chamberlain did not let it stop him. That's an incredibly powerful message. I want to see other people take heart in the belief that one person can make a difference. Drawing inspiration from the past to preserve its future. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Atlanta. One person can make a difference. Jessica, what an incredible gift. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman goes on the road with a little boy who shares a special bond with animals others left behind. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We're going to see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.